the Get Your Guy Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Jason Dominguez. We are missing producer Pat, but we got the gross boys. Uh, Trey and Price are in the house. Jared, the gut, is traveling today, so he'll be in next week for the awards show. The whole family will be in, right, Trey? Yes, sir. Going to get it in-house. Let's do it. Uh, and you guys, you and P are family. You guys are going to be doing Christmas family all weekend, so we'll have to do our GYG family during the week next week. So. Yeah, I like seeing uh, y'all's facial expressions when I come on my hot takes, so that's always fun. <laughs> Yes, and then we get to do our halftime hits together, folks. So, uh, P-Man, <laughs> how, how are your uh, fantasy football playoffs treating you at the moment? Are you trying to get a trophy here soon? I hope so, man. I hope so. I've got a uh, final in Dynasty. Me and the uh, the scrappy underdog, Aaron, he's put himself a, a nice run together, and he was able to topple the king. Our GYG, Jared, his uh, Dynasty or Back to back, at least it's over in our dynasty league. Uh, it's, uh, I said, I said he was the dark horse. He was the one. Yeah, yeah. He, you said it. He was the one that ended up uh, putting it all together. And uh, you know, it's not about your record. It's not about your total points scored. It's about who's playing the best at the uh, right time. And that's what happened. Or, you know, or healthy. Yeah, yeah, healthy is healthy is a big thing as well. Jonathan <laughs> yes. Taylor going out for Jared is a a huge huge deal in that matchup. Uh, lost by less than ten points, and Taylor ended up with one. So. It's a it's a it's a crazy game, and uh, it's uh, me and Arnie in the final in that league. In a different league, I'm in the semifinal. Had the uh, had the bye in our old school standard league. Are you think you're better than me? That's what I got so far. Eliminated in my other league. Ran well, into a tra- saw. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Trey, and I don't know if this is a sore subject or not. I've kind of been out of the loop, as you probably know. In the uh, guillotine league, we are approaching the championship. Right? Are we down to two or three? Where are we at? Tell me. It's uh, three of us. It's me, okay. Jared, and Price. So okay, yeah, three GYG guys out of eighteen. That's right. That's right. Pretty nice. We're representing. That's right, you guys. You guys need to listen to the podcast if you want to hang in this guillotine league. Yes, in the face. Yeah, we might have to come with some uh, some guillotine tips and tricks after the uh, after we get a, a winner crown because we know it's going to be one of us. But uh, I've got some little notes written down as to things I didn't do last year and things that I've kind of been working on this year. So. Got to spill the beans for the listener. You know, and you mentioned a good thing there, P, because I know Trey's mentioned it a a few times, and sometimes people may hear it and kind of laugh at it, but very very helpful that, Trey, like you mentioned, sometimes you forget things over the off-season, so it's good if you make that note now, right, so that when next season comes around, you go back to your old notes. You're like, what the fuck did I learn last year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do a lot of them uh, right after the year for, uh, for draft, you know, how to how to approach my draft, depending on how the season went, what I want to focus on, you know, do I want to roll the dice and go zero running back, running back anchor, where it's just one running back and then a bunch of receivers or go quarterback strong. But depending on each league, I have notes for each league. And uh, I think I had my best drafts this year. Uh, luck didn't go my way due to injuries and whatnot uh, in all the leagues, but I had a chance to make the playoffs in the last week in every single league. And that's because I think I came prepared in my draft and it all came from those notes in offseason, like you said. 
Yeah. So take notes, folks, and check back on those notes. You got to have a plan, right? So a lot of things happen in these five, six months off, like a lot of things. And you just don't, you don't, when you're in the moment and you think of something, put it in your phone. That's all I can say. Well, people forget, people forget. Oh, yeah. And and let me just say that if, uh, well, just teasing my GYG for the end of the episode. So here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to cover up some of our top matchups this weekend. Uh, during the halftime hits, we'll do a little keeping it real or faking the funk with some trending players. And then we'll close out with our GYG. Uh, but before we do that, P-Man, you got any news or notes that you've been kind of seeing with injuries, anything? Oh, man, it's a uh, it's a news and notes for <clears throat> sorry. Excuse me. We've got the injuries. You definitely want to keep an eye on those, but just as important, I was talking to Trey about this. It's uh, it's the weather, man. Uh, this late in the mm-hmm. year, the the guys themselves, you definitely want to make sure you got your healthy guys in your lineup. But matchups and weather, you know, if you can get your guy in a matchup against a team that's already got eyes on the beach, you know, they've got like two or three games left in the season. They've got a losing record. They don't care anymore. All of a sudden, your running back's going to go for 150 and two touchdowns, you know, and it can be a mediocre guy at best. But if you get him in that right matchup, and then the other thing is avoid the weather. So many different playoff matchups in my career have gone down the tubes due to me not realizing what the snow, what the wind, what the rain, what the December weather in these outdoor venues can do to your fantasy matchup. So really keep those into account. That's my major tip on the, the news and notes. And I would I would uh, double down and say the wind's the most important. Yes. Uh, snow, snow, snow's one thing. Rain's not great. I, I don't mind snow uh, if it's not windy uh, or icy. If it's just powder, it gives the offense an advantage. They make the first move. Defense has to react. They usually slip, fall on their ass. I've seen some of the biggest offensive explosions come in snow games. But when it's uh, mucked up field, whether it's mud or it's icy or whether the wind is the big one, wind, if it's over 25, 30 miles per hour, don't even don't even think about it unless you ha- unless it's like a Justin Jefferson or Chase. Like I would, I would try to stay away. But it goes the other way. Uh, some people get juiced up, uh, also known as Derrick Henry, A.J. Dillon. These guys, I don't know if y'all realize, but A.J. Dillon, three games in a row, uh, you know, I think it's 15-plus points. So uh, it's, it's, it's the season of the, the big backs who are grinders, and um, it, could, you know, could, it could also help people out as well. Survival of the fittest. Exactly. All right, let's go into these games. Get up out your seat, you can have my drink, let me see you dance. Get up off your feet, you can be my freak, let me see you jam. When the sun falls, then the moon lights, might be a hell of a night. Go, 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 go. Get up out your seat, you can have my drink, let me see you dance. Get up off your feet, you can be my freak, let me see you jam. When the sun falls, then the moon lights. Uh, this uh, first game that we'll go ahead and go into, gents, uh, and we like to always remember that we do have a very intelligent crowd out there. This is the end of the season, so this is no no longer week one for them. So uh, we'll try to highlight at least the highest scoring games, the Seahawks at the Chiefs game. First one we'll cover, the over-under is 49 points. The Chiefs are 10-point favorites, so they're projected to get about 30 points in this game. You guys know that means touchdowns, right? So if you're Chiefs, you're always starting your Chiefs. Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, Pacheco, and it looks like even Juju's been coming up. Is, is kind of Juju the top receiver that you guys are seeing here too, or is there somebody else to consider? 
I think he's got the wrong name. Yeah, I don't know where where. Uh, oh, excuse me. You're right. My bad. Right now, My yeah, McKinnon's <laughs> got back to back RB one finishes. Pacheco's definitely playable. Don't get me wrong, but he's more in the RB two range. Whereas McKinnon's creeping on that. Like I don't know, man. They called him Jarek McCaffrey on a podcast the other day because <laughs> he's he's killing it in the passing game. He's getting the touchdowns now. It's uh it's a one of those late season surges, and I got to give some credit to Trey. I came on the uh, the Coffee Talk podcast and uh, asked who was y'all's uh, league winner, and Trey, with little hesitation, said Jarrett McKinnon, and it's, man, I put him in a lineup last week against Trey, you know, thanks to his <laughs> advice, <laughs> thanks to that awesome advice, and it worked out for me. Can you fucking believe it? So, well, Trey, that, uh, that hot start keeps going. Trey. When, when, de- when depth, when you have no depth, sometimes it pays off. I can't really bench <laughs> my three running backs, and uh you know, it's tough. Uh, this is how the cookie crumbles late in the year. Uh, but yeah, when you said best receiver, I think he's the best receiver. Uh, he's getting nine, 10 catches, targets a game. Juju's right behind him. Kelsey's right there as well. But it's those three. Those three are eating hard. Well, Trey, and, and with Mr. McKinnon, we're very familiar with him, right? We're familiar with him going from the Vikings, then taking the deal with the Niners, and then being mm-hmm. injured for a while. And so basically, we've always known he's had the skill, he's had the pass catching talent. That's why the nine, that's why Shanahan, that was their first big signing when Shanahan yep. got there, right? So, so, so we've known he's always had this capability, but uh, he's never been consistent with it, though. And so at this point, you're definitely putting the flag down, feeling like this is the consistency, or I just get worried yeah. with the Chiefs changing it up every now and again. No, because it's not. It's not about him or or the Chiefs. It's a, it's about um, how the offense is moving the rock right now, and what they're doing is Pacheco. Pacheco's fine. He's he's nothing fancy in my opinion. Right. He's going to get you fifty to eighty. Guy. Yeah. yeah, he's going to get you fifty to eighty on the ground. You know, he's not a Jonathan Taylor. He's going to get you hundred plus. A Derrick Henry, hundred plus. So they have to find ways to move this rock with no Tyreek Hill and only Kelsey. McKinnon has saved the day here. Uh, he's really stepped up in that second receiving role behind Kelsey. And, um, dude, he, he's projected all over the place. I've seen people are having him running back one, running back two, running back three on their rankings. It, it's, it's pretty nuts. Uh, but he has two games over 30 points back to back. And he's only past on two weeks back to back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's only at 57, 62% snaps. So if that just trends anywhere forward, uh, and they give him a little bit more rushing, then he, he, he's going to be a lock for, for, okay. for the rest of the year. I think we're all good on the Chiefs there. Uh, P-Man on the Seahawks. It looks like Mr. Kenneth Walker is still a little banged up. You're familiar with that gentleman. I'm sure you own him somewhere. But uh, uh, would you feel comfortable starting him, or is it is there a backup to consider to start instead? Nah, man. Uh, I'm really concerned this week. He played last week. It was on the Thursday. I really didn't like him playing. Didn't play all that well. Under four yards of carry. Tough matchup against San Francisco. I thought after he had a nice 10 days off, you know, or at least a week coming into the, uh, this week's practice, but still no practice on Wednesday for him. So that's uh, that's not a good sign. And the worst sign is there's no real definite backup in my mind. Uh, Travis Homer's yeah. a total dud, DJ Dallas, none of these guys I want to trust. So if Kenneth Walker's out, it's just uh, more passing for Geno, higher, higher floor there. Yeah. Trey, uh, on the uh, passing, uh, if you got to pick just one guy, who do you prefer, DK or Lockett in this matchup uh, Lock- here? Lockett won't play this week, but he'll play next week is what I'm hearing. Okay. He's got yeah. the, the, he had a the finger surgery. surgery. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I like Godwin. Um, Goodwin. I'm, saying, I'm sorry. Like Marquise Goodwin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I said Godwin. Goodwin. And uh, I, I'm going to be starting him in my semifinal. Uh, I, go, I go up against Angela. 
Uh, it's the number one seed against the number. Somehow I got the number four seed and I had like 200 more points scored than the next person. But I'm, I'm playing her and uh, yeah, got a good one's going in my lineup. I had Lockett all year, uh, so I wouldn't spend pretty much the rest of my fab on Goodwin. And I'm going to I'm playing with confidence. Uh, they're going to be playing, in my opinion, in a shootout or back and forth. Worst case coming from behind yeah and uh he he likes goodwin and goodwin looks healthy and looks looks like he's got his little step back so (laughs) i'm happy to go with them yeah basically goodwin's got those fresh legs because he hadn't fucking played like in six years right (laughs) yeah and 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 walker and dj dallas they're not gonna be able to move the ball through the ground it's gonna be just medcalf goodwin and some tight end action i if i had to play a, a running back dj dallas did practice today it's not the hottest name in the world, but if he's getting all the carries, because Homer is a bust in my opinion, you could throw DJ Dallas as a super deep flex, in my opinion, if he, if, if Walker's out. Okay. And DK Metcalf is looking at like 15 targets in this game. I like Goodwin as well, but DK might be your, your DraftKings kind of go-to because yeah. of the matchup. Safe floor. Safe yeah. floor. Kansas City really struggles. Uh, their cornerbacks are not great. They they traded away their best one to the 49ers in Ward, Chavius Ward, and they, they've been uh, – even the Texans were able to throw the ball on them a little bit. It was, it was kind of strange. Yeah, this is the highest over-under. Chiefs projected 30 points. Definitely want to get pieces of this game. Yeah. All right, next game. Here's some more action for you. Uh, high game. The Giants are traveling to Minnesota uh, to play the Vikings. They will be indoor gentlemen, so no weather to be concerned about. 48 points. Vikings are the favorite uh, by four points, though. So uh, my question for you guys here is, is Kirk a good start here or not? I mean, we're talking about if you guys are in the playoffs, I guess if you have him, that's all you got, right? But uh, what about yeah. DFS, though? Is he a good start here? <laughs> I, I I would try to stay clear. The, the the good sign is Buffalo did allow Tua to kind of move the ball on him uh, at Buffalo. Um, well, this is you know, Giants-Vikings. I'm sorry. Why, why do I think you say Buffalo if it's Giants? Uh, Giants, do you I, – I would play him. I, you know, Kirk – I mean, he just had the greatest comeback of all time. Maybe yeah. he's riding that high. Yeah, it, it all comes down to George, uh, Jefferson. I mean, this guy Osborne's coming to his own. Mm. Uh, Thielen's not not dusted. He's like a, he's more of a tight end these days, right? Fifty yards and a touchdown, but it's all J- Jefferson, man. This guy's on another level. If he gets two thousand yards, he's gonna get some MVP votes, especially if they finish the year strong record wise. But uh, yeah, I would play Kirk Cousins, um, uh, semi confident. Um, he, he, he's gotten over 31 and 38 the last two games. Those were juicy matchups in Detroit and Indy. But the Giants, I'm not super scared of them. Uh, the, uh, the scary yeah, ahead, thing please. for me is the uh, the matchups. Indy, they're down 33 nothing. Detroit, they were also down big in that game. 41 and 54 pass attempts. Another of his big game was against Buffalo where they were in, uh, in catch-up mode. 357 yards that game. He throws for these real, real big, big comebacks. Um, if they're not in comeback mode, that's where the games of 11 and four is coming in, or I guess four is when they got blown out. But I'm just, uh, he had a home game against the Jets a couple weeks ago who had a pretty good front, you know, kind of kind of stifled him a little bit, only 173 and one. He's uh, he's definitely, it's a tough week out there, man. We're going to go through the matchups and, you know, this game isn't even that that exciting really, right? Giants-Vikings, I'm well, not really, you know, got it may- too it much may, excitement about it. It may not be too exciting, P, but it is like the third highest point game of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And, the and, Vikings, the Vikings, and then the the lack of weather is definitely leading to that. But well, I don't so, know. I'm 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 scared that basically the Giants aren't gonna 
score enough to make Kirk, you know, keep keep going. They'll just hand it to Cook and Madison if they uh, if they get up big. All right. Well, Trey, uh, Vegas. Well, I, real, real quick yes. to piggyback off you, uh, it's the third highest total, I think you just said, and it's because there's eight bad weather games. Yeah. So that's 16 teams that are going to struggle. Right. Um, and I, I have them Which, all pulled up if we ever want to go into them, but they're all between 11 degrees and 30 degrees with rain or snow right. and wind. It's right. Crazy. But gentlemen, gentlemen, every, whoever you're playing against in fantasy football this weekend, they're playing with these same games, right? And, and, and the key is, is you're trying to get touchdowns in, in fantasy, you know, in offensive production, right? So I'm just saying that if, if the people you're going against have players on those other games that you're talking about, they may not get the points then. Right, well, here's so. what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Kirk Cousins at home in a dome against the Giants, right? Or Seattle Seahawks at Kansas City in 12 degrees. You go Geno or Kirk. Ooh. What would y'all do? And it's uh, 14 miles per hour, 12 degrees, gust up to 30 miles per hour. Yeah, not so. in Kansas City. Yeah, no. And it's in Kansas City, too. That's just a tough that's place to saying. play. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm going I mean, Kirk so. in the dome. That's and a Geno's a top seven, you know. So this is tough. It's it's gonna be hard decisions. I got a, a Vegas Raiders at Pittsburgh Steelers, eight degrees, sixteen to thirty-two mile per hour winds, snow shower. Like I don't know if I could play D car, you know. So like, it's it's tough out here. It's tough out here. Okay. Well, before we move on to the next game, Trey, please yes, pick one of these yes, guys sir. since Vegas thinks both these teams are gonna put up over twenty points. So uh, who do you prefer, Saquon or Dalvin in this game? I'm always going to go with the talent, Saquon. Um, you know, Minnesota's D is uh, fucking wet tissue paper. Uh, Barkley uh, hasn't gotten nicked up yet, knock on wood. Uh, I think it's a great matchup for Barkley in a dome, fast track, quick twitch. I like Barkley. Da- Dalvin doesn't look – I mean, he just had a great game, right? I'm not taking anything away. That big a big catch. Yeah. yeah. But on the year, you know, he's left me wanting more. I'll just say that. Yeah, both of them a little bit. All right, P, let's go to this next game. These Lions are favorites again, uh, heading to Carolina to play the Panthers, which I guess that's no surprise if they're favorites there. Over-under, though, is 44 points, I guess, again, because the weather may be a little nicer in Carolina. Who knows? But talk to me about these Lions, P, man. These aren't your daddy's Lions, right? Who are these Lions here? (laughs) And uh, at least from the running backs, pick which running back you like better this weekend. For the Lions, oh, man, that it's is thirty-three amazing. degrees in that game. Not All too right. bad. So not 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 preferable for golf and Darnold, but you know, it's at least it's not going to be. Uh, looks like it's at least sunny. What's that I wind? Am... <laughs> yeah, wind's nine wind? to twenty-eight. Oh wow, twenty-eight oh would definitely make this gust a up game. to twenty-eight. It could be fifteen just throughout yeah. the. You, just, you know, yeah. these yeah. gusts they come and go. We're kind of far away from. <laughs> I love that. So this uh, <laughs> this Detroit backfield. Talk about a conundrum, man. You've got Justin Jackson thrown into the 30% snap share recently. Uh, Some Craig Reynolds action. Yeah, yeah. Like he's at least got a projection. Just looks like he hadn't played in a while. Uh, Jamal Williams, if you're on the one-yard line, he's your guy. But last two weeks, there's been no one-yard line. You've gotten three points each time. Never, never been a big yardage guy. Never been a yards per carry guy. Even with this great Detroit O-line, I would have expected more besides just touchdowns out of him. You gotta go swift, but not not happily, you know. Like ever he's yeah. doing a kind of every other game thing right now, kind of hoping you hit a big play or a touchdown. Without that, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough, man. And this isn't the greatest matchup. Carolina's just kind of mucking the game up right now. 
Um, on the other side, you're probably looking at Hubbard. Foreman was a huge bust for everybody last week, and it looks like Hubbard's got a little bit more juice right now. So what do y'all think about those Carolina backs? Yeah, you probably, if you're talking playoffs, hopefully you have better options. Right, for so, sure. Uh, After what I saw what they did to my boy Bam Knight, I'm staying away. Oh, that's right. Just shut Detroit that motherfucker Rundy. down. Yeah, Detroit has really turned their season around as far as right. Rundy. I mean, who are these guys? This I know. Detroit. Dan Campbell. I think they're the kneecap biters. That's what Dan uh, Dan Campbell taught them. You know. Trey, mm-hmm. help me out here in this game because there are a lot of duds. But you know, there's some there's something in here at least for DFS. Can you tell me at least? We need a top 10 performance. Can you at least rank me three guys in this entire game uh, that you would prefer from one, two, or three if, uh, if you're going to start somebody here? Yeah, I would go uh, Swift, St. Brown, and DJ Moore. Those would be the three. If I had to put them in order, probably St. Brown first, Swift second, DJ Moore third. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Sounds I like right. DJ Moore, man. I think uh, that is yeah. the one thing yeah. that's going to happen is this Detroit defense will give it passing yards. They, no yep. matter what happens with the run game, they have always been beaten. So DJ Moore, even maybe some Terrence Mar- Terrace Marshall, I always put an N in there. Some hmm. Terrace Marshall on the outside. He's a, when he catches one, it's usually a big catch. I like him. All right. Let's go to this last game before halftime hits. Uh, these are the Eagles. Uh, traveling to Dallas to play the Cowboys. And P-Man, it looks like Mr. Jalen Hurts may not be playing. Uh, Mr. Minshew could be coming in. Do you believe in Mr. Minshew as far as pushing the offense production? Oh, man, I kind of like it, dude. It's it's so... So dangerous, you know, Gardner, he's, he's like what we wanted Baker to be, you know, he's got that cool attitude, not that corny, shitty, uh, progressive commercial, you know, but, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) definitely people have talked about how this guy deserves a a starting spot. He's one of the better backups in the league for sure. Uh, showed his uh, rookie year with Jacksonville, what he can do. So I'm, uh, I'm honestly, I, uh, I picked him up in my, uh, my dynasty final. It's a two week final. This week, it's either him, Brady, or Daniel Jones. I got to pick two of them. And right now, I'm not feeling the Brady matchup going against uh, Trace McSorley when you go against a backup quarterback and your Tampa, who's had a really bad offense all year. I think I might go Gardner and Daniel Jones and leave the GOAT on the bench. What do y'all think about that? Against the Cowboys D? Yeah, the Cowboys D has been a freaking shiv lately, man. They've gotten mm-hmm. torched by Lawrence. They got torched by Old Man Rogers a couple weeks ago. Even the lowly Texans were able to move the ball. Mm-hmm. Chris Moore had a huge game. Like, I think Minshew, I like Devontae Smith as like a sneaky DFS play. I think uh, Minshew throws a nice deep ball. We always know about A.J. Brown, but I think some people might be scared of Devontae Smith in their playoffs. I don't think he should be. Well, Trey, I will admit that while I'm not a fan of Mr. Minshew because I feel like he is what he is, he's a backup quarterback, but I must admit these are probably his best weapons to throw to here at least, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, That he's had. Yeah, second best weapons uh, besides Miami, in my opinion. If you put Goddard back in there, it could be better because I'm not a big tight end fan of the Miami. I mean, his best weapons that he's been able to throw to. Minshew. I'm saying best weapons in the goddamn whole league, Jay. Oh, oh, put oh, A. Brown, yeah. Devontae Smith, and Goddard. I, yeah. I don't know what's better. Those two in that tight end with Sanders. I mean, that's pretty legit. Uh, they got the best O-line in the league. I don't think uh, Hurt should be MVP, in my opinion. Um, I think Minshew's not a far drop-off. The team rolls. Uh, the offense rolls. You're going to get Eagles offensive uh, coach. is going to get um, – I'm sorry. 
Eagles coach is going to get coach of the year. Uh, Minshew's had a, I'm sorry, Hertz has had a nice setup. I'm not taking away from anything from him, but I'm saying he has basically had the best weapons, best O-line. Let's just call it Troy Aikman back in the day. He uh, has. I've heard a lot of criticism for Hertz, but I think there's a lot of people underestimating or understating the value of cool, poised confidence. And that goes and a should, long way watch, for an offense. You should watch Minshew this week. He's he cool and more confident than anyone I've ever met, bro. He's like uh, wild Hertz, thing. Uh, he's cool and confident. Uh, Hurts had a 20-yard quarterback draw where uh, no one within 10 yards was even close to him. You know, the, the, uh, he throws one-on-ones up to A.J. Brown. He beasts. He ta- breaks tackles. He gets touchdowns. Uh, you know, Hurts to me, quarterback 8, 9, 10. A lot of people say he's 1, 2, 3. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Minshew does. But look, flip it to the other side. Them Cowboys, th- those fans are a little disappointed after last week's game, Trey. Do, can, they're projected to get three touchdowns here in this game. Who's going to be putting up those touchdowns for the Cowboys? Uh, Pollard's going to be my number one guy. And then Elliott just keeps getting there. He looks the part. Um, he's always great in the red zone. He's got touchdowns in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games. <laughs> so Elliott, if I had to put my money on it, I would say Elliott's going to get a touchdown for sure. Uh, but Pollard has the big game break ability. And, you know, Lamb, Lamb or Schultz could easily get one as well. But I go Elliott one, then Pollard two, Lamb, Schultz three. Are the Cowboys just feeding Zeke a touchdown to kind of pump up his numbers so they can trade him in the offseason so he has value? He's uh he's he's good red zone. So I think they're really trying to win these games. I mean, he's he's getting, you know, not the greatest yards per carry on the year. Um he hasn't broke a hundred yards on the year. Uh he's only got I agree. over 80. He is good. He's only he got over good. 80 yards once, which is weird. Um, but uh, he's got the specialty role. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest Zeke fan, but shit, you can't lie with seven straight games with touchdowns. Uh, looks like the O-line's gelling and they're getting back in their groove. Uh, my brother said that since uh, Dak's come back, they've been the number one offense uh, over basically every metric. So I'm a Pollard guy. I'm a Pollard truth- truther. I thought they were going to lose the game against the Texans because they weren't feeding Pollard the ball more than Zeke. For some reason, Zeke got more touches. But last week, they gave Pollard more touches. Uh, and they lost. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, but um, that was Trevor Lawrence going into to Clemson mode, you know, championship mode, and did his damn thing. Uh, Dak's been me. I'm worried about Dak. I'm not going to lie. I'm worried about Dak. Um, he finally got a good matchup against Jacksonville what, last what, week. What are you worried about specifically? He is ceiling. He only has like a 16 to 17 point ceiling. And then finally, when he gets a green matchup, the Minnesota is the worst pasty in the league. Jacksonville is right in the top three. He only gets 20. So he doesn't really have a ceiling over 20. And it's probably because Pollard and Zeke are eating right. so much. The rushing so, game is taking away. Yeah. And then he throws these odd picks, man. He has he has six picks in the last four games. I think he's not trying even, to like, earn his money and he's forcing uh, it. I don't know, man. Like they're weird picks, bro. Like right. they're, they're not even close. It's actually, um, seven picks, man. And he's not hitting three hundred yards. Like he used to have these big shootout games where Dak would yeah. hit, you know thirty points because he's got four hundred yards. That hadn't happened once. You know, he's getting in shootouts. I remember the uh, Green Bay game shootout. You know, forty points against Minnesota. Jacksonville was a shootout. Two fifty six in a shootout that goes into overtime and two picks to bring it down. That's you know. Not not great. He's and no kind of a, a mid-level QB no two rushing. going forward. It looks like in uh, yeah. this year and in dynasty because 
30 years old next year, no rushing, uh, kind of erratic with the, uh, with the interceptions, not what you like to see. And a, a Cowboy <laughs> fan will tell you, I've heard it from quite a few of them. You think him getting paid? Uh, you know, he seems like a guy that might kick his feet up. Um, you know, big time commercial guy. You know, he's top top three in the in the money now. Like, I just worried that uh, you know maybe just he doesn't no, practice and train as hard in off season, get his body in shape as much as he could. I don't know. I think it's the other way around. I think he keeps forcing and pushing his way through these little nagging injuries here and there, and that he's trying too hard to basically justify his paycheck. Yeah, and he's just you. like forcing the issue whereas the backup wasn't trying to be special he was just trying not to fuck it up right <laughs> yeah that's true and so uh, i think i think that's what it more is I, I believe he's putting in the work but he's probably just trying too hard yeah i like jay's point it's almost yeah, like like, your uh, point. like westbrook uh you know he wants it too much you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. you, want it, you want it too bad and you're, you're throwing the ball a little too hard or gripping <laughs> that ball a little too hard and you know things just can't go your way whenever you're so obsessed you know you got to Got to maybe uh, chill out just a little bit. Chill out, Westbrook. Chill yeah. Out. <laughs> Especially when you got those two running backs, man. Exactly. You'd expect him to be a lot better uh, numbers-wise with that kind of run game and offense. Halftime hit. Welcome, my son. Welcome to Machine. What All right, gents, we're going to go into this uh, nice little quick segment here called Keeping It Real, or Are They Faking the Funk? Uh, these are some player players who have been trending uh, a little bit uh, at the top, in the top five, top ten here lately in the past couple of weeks. So I want to know, are these guys, can they be trusted for these final weeks, or is it just a just a fad? So, quarterback. Quarterback. P-Man. We've been talking about this guy for quite some time, ever since he's been probably a senior in high school when he was getting recruited, going to Clemson, Mr. Trevor Lawrence. Finally, in the past two weeks, he's been a top five quarterback. Is this a guy that people can ride to a championship, or do you feel like yeah, he's still not there yet, but he's finally putting something together? Man, I, I really like what I've seen out of him. I just hate this Thursday night matchup against the Jets. It's one of those weather games that we were talking about, and the Jets are really tough, especially the pass defense. So mm -hmm. I, I think that Trevor is someone, if I have him, and I've just gotten, you know, 30 and 28 or whatever, I'm sticking with him. You know, I'm going to keep riding, but I'm I'm scared. You know, you got you got a little, little trepidation, a little nervousness, but – to me, like we talked about with all the weather games, sometimes you don't have an option. We've got, what, Lamar, Hurts, uh, quite a few guys all missing this week. So, you know, who did you say was probably your, one of your better options. Who are you starting with Daniel Jones, you said? Oh, that's Gardner. I'm starting yeah. Gardner <laughs> would, over, would you rather, uh, over Tom Brady. Would you rather start Gardner over Trevor Lawrence this weekend? No, I think Trevor's uh, got a little bit more trust than that. I like his feet and his ability to, to run in a touchdown or get a couple first downs. And then uh, just the hot hand, man. It looks like he's figuring some things out. Top five, three out of four weeks. Yeah. Top mm. eight, four out of five weeks. It's, it's pretty. You keep going. Hey, check it out. 40s at kickoff. So not the worst weather, but 80% chance of rain. So uh, at least won't be snow or sleet because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be in the 40s. Uh, in the 40s, so not even 40. It could be 45, 46. So uh, it's not the worst weather. It didn't pop up on my bad weather line, okay. so I went and looked it up. 
Yeah. Before the storm hits, I guess. All right. Sounds like Trey likes him also then. He's, Trey's saying it's not just two weeks, people. This has been going on for a while, so mm-hmm. trust Trending. Him. Well, here, I'll tell you this much. The only one game he had out of the last five weeks that's been bad was Detroit, and that's when he got knocked out of. So, yeah. All right. Pass when you get hurt. Go Let ahead. me go to the next guy, Trey. Let me connect it to one of his compadres, Mr. Zay Jones, has also been impressing in these past couple of weeks as Trevor Lawrence has gone up, so have some of his weapons, right? And Zay Jones has been one of the recipients there. Is that somebody who you feel can kind of keep that going, though, along with uh, a Kirk, Christian Kirk on the other side? Yeah, this one's a little tough for me. I don't have as much confidence as the Trevor Lawrence. I'm not. I'm not going to say no. I'm, I'm lukewarm on it. Uh, if you look at his matchups, he's literally had one, two, three, four, five, six, six green matchups in a row. Kind of hit a stride. Now he's about to hit the Jets, which in my opinion is pretty tough. He's going to have Sauce Gardner maybe matched up on him half the time. No, Sauce uh, has got to be on Christian Kirk, right? Well, a lot of people think Zay's the new number one, and Christian Kirk's more of the uh, the, the number two speedster deep threat. So it's it depends how they play it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's weird because he's had a receiver one last week, nine before that, seventy five before that at Detroit. That's not hot, and then five before that. You could have a Jamal Williams situation where. You know, you just you're playing them because you have to, and then you just get that two, three, four points. Um, just I am more lukewarm than most people. Part on Zay, uh, you know, he's 27 years old. He he's not just like got good out of nowhere. Um, this is kind of um, a mixture of a little bit of everything. Trevor Lawrence coming to his own, a lot of good matchups, playing from behind, yada yada yada. I uh, I would I would expect more of a, a seven to ten point game instead of a 15 to 30 point game. That's just what I, that's the way I'm looking at it. All right. P-Man, you, you concur with that? Um, I've got a little bit rosier outlook, but uh, admittedly, I'm, I'm playing him. So, you know, it's tough to, tough to be <laughs> non-biased. Tough to be okay. How about no, the yeah, other guy? I'm, I'm, I'm standing the flames is all I'll say. Uh, the, the target share is what I like. Uh, you know, uh, Christian Kirk kind of dominated it early, but over the last uh, five games, he's been averaging 10 targets a game, Zay has, so... Uh, give me 10 targets, even in a bad matchup, hoping for five to six catches. Uh, what, what, what was the, uh, the the next question you said, Jay? My other guy is uh, Mr. Juju in the past okay. couple of weeks has also been getting uh, double-digit targets, though. I mean, so is that something that can be trusted now? Maybe he's finally catching some chemistry with Pat Mahomes now in this offense. Uh, do you believe in that or yeah. uh, maybe just a fluky thing for those matchups? No, I think it was a fluky thing whenever he went away for a sec. It was that bad concussion he suffered, and I think they gave him a, a couple extra weeks of uh, being healthy but not you getting that normal workload. Last two weeks, he's back to how he was the uh, the pre concussion form, and uh, I would like if you put these two against each other, I would definitely take Juju in that matchup against uh, Zay's matchup. Right, I agree. I like yeah, that. he's gotten 10, 11 targets the last two weeks, and he only and he's ten for ten, nine for eleven. So these are good targets, quality targets from Mahomes. So, you know, this is what you want. I agree with Rugal. He had that slip because of mainly injuries. Before that, he was getting thirteen point eight, twenty four point nine, twenty two point eight. So. Uh, I'm not a big juju guy, but fuck, Patty Mahomes will make, you know, <laughs> he can make you pretty much anyone look good. It's just who came to the cream of the crop out of those, uh, who rose to the top out of those uh, receivers. Was it going to be MVS, Sky Moore? One of them had to pop, and uh, Juju is the one. Or whoever could just be healthy, right? <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah, Tony was my guy, but uh, he can't, the hamstring can't stay intact. So. 
All right. Well, and I don't want to spend. Uh, let's go to running backs. I don't want to spend too much time on them because we already touched on them. So it sounds like Trey is all in on Mr. Jarek McKinnon uh, for the past two weeks. Yeah. He's basically yeah. been top dog and P man. You're a believer in Jarek McKinnon at least. Ride Same. him while they're hot, right? For sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, next guy, the running back though, Mr. J.K. Dobbins. Uh, this guy, the uh, past two games, finally came back. Trey. He's he's averaging almost 18 points a game. He's only getting about 13 to 15 touches a game. He's finally doing what everybody thought he would be last year and this year. Do you believe that he, he, if you have him, he's going to help carry you to possibly a championship? I think so. Uh, you know, no receivers at all doing anything. Tight end just fell off a cliff. I don't know what's up with Mark Andrews. Literally, I have Lamar and Mark Andrews in a, in a, in a couple of dynasty leagues, and they just they just they, they killed my team. I'm just knocked out in the fucking first round. You know, it's just like wow. It's all about the Dobbins show right now. Uh, the, the points have to funnel somewhere. And if Mark Andrews ain't going to get his five, six, seven, eight catches for 90 and a touchdown, uh, it's going to be the Dobbins show because they have no receivers. Um, and he, he he definitely doesn't look to be even 100%. Uh, right. like, like my brother says, it looks like he has a rock stuck in his foot. But Dude, he's uh, still averaging like eight and a half yards crazy. a carry. It's mm-hmm. crazy. He's, yeah. running, he's running so hard. He's doing the Marshawn Lynch thing so hard, so compact, breaking tackles. He's got the <laughs> quick titch, but he doesn't have the long speed. Uh, I'm looking forward to him next year, see what he can really do when he gets 100%. But, I mean, he's doing what he did last year. He was averaging, I think, over six yards of carry before he went down, which was, I think, the most in the league. And, you know, eight yards of carry last game, uh, two games ago, 9.6 last game. He's got that that explosibility, but yet not the long speed yet. So it's very much Josh Jacobs type. He's going to get you that 10, 20-yard run over and over and over. Uh, you can't argue with it. Yeah, I think we like him. P, let's go to our last position. Tight end. They got a really good. They got a really good O line and uh, Ravens. They got oh, their of course. Back. That's why we liked him and Gus yeah. or anybody who was healthy. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, P uh, on the tight end here, Mr. Dawson Knox uh, for Buffalo seems to finally be back. It seems these past two weeks he's averaging about 15 points a game, getting uh, eight targets. That's in half point PPR, by the way. Uh, but uh, is this? Is he keeping it real here? Or is this kind of a mirage? Is he faking the funk? Can you ride Dawson Knox here? Well, he is who he is, man. This is the uh, the number ten tight end in standard, low end tight end one. Yeah, we've got uh, tight uh, touchdowns in the last two games, but none in the previous five before that, and most of those games were pretty much duds, man. He had a but the a targets zero. are up. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the targets are definitely there the last two weeks, which. I, I, I like it if I'm an owner, but, and, and especially against Chicago, you know, definitely a beatable pass defense, but this is one of those weather games. And I'm just scared that, you know, Diggs, this has coincided with Diggs having a little bit of a drop in his production and Gabe Davis. It's just, I don't know what to expect out of that Buffalo offense beyond Diggs. So you could definitely roll the, roll the dice on Knox, but just know that, you know, could come up snake eyes any given week because he's had quite a few of those this year. Trey, uh, can you remind me? Uh, I think this may be correct, but I feel like not last year, but maybe the year before, it was Dawson Knox who came up towards the end of the season again, which is what it boosted was. his projected. Right, it was towards he had like a nice stretch of four or five games, right, catching all the TDs. And I'm wondering, P, as you mentioned, cold weather game. Trey, I mean, what do the metrics say? Are the air yards much shorter in in colder games? And so, therefore, tight ends maybe get a few more targets in those colder games. Yeah, in those bad weather games, I'd look towards Singletary and Knox to get a little bump. Uh, Diggs got to stay where he is, but I would bring down um, Gabe Davis. 
uh, McKenzie, but I, and I would bump up uh, uh, Knox and Singletary in those kind of bad weather, cold weather games. But uh, let me see if they're on here at Buffalo. You say? Uh, yeah. Uh, is this it? game is what at is Chicago. Buffalo yeah. at Chicago. And they are, oh, hold up, 12 degrees. Uh, it's going to, the real fill is going to be negative 13. Oh, my God. Uh, and we got one lower than that. Uh, we got 20 miles per hour to 37. So this is, this is considered uh, the second worst weather game. The number one weather game is New Orleans Saints at the Cleveland Browns. You got 11 degrees, real fill of negative 21. Jesus. 36 miles per hour winds with gusts up to 63. I don't know if you could play a Saint or a Brown. What the fuck am I yeah. going to do? Uh, the over-under 32, yeah. It's Cloudy, tough. snow shower, very cold, blowing and drifting snow. Be careful with that Ooh. game, people. Can we get some Ooh. domes built in the north? What are they doing? Like I would, you, couldn't, you couldn't pay me to go sit outside for three and a half hours in that shit. That's crazy. Uh, the, negative the 21. Yeah. How are people going to get to the game? I don't know. On the roads. Gentlemen. Let's go to some good matchups now. Let's do it. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I'm get on the TV, mama. Mama, mama, push it down. Hey. All right, gents, these Packers are traveling to the Dolphins. Trey said maybe that was the only other team that had great offensive weapons. Those Dolphins are four-point favorites. The over-under is 49-and-a-half. This one is indeed the highest uh, over-under of the weekend. Uh, my question for all those touchdowns that are supposed to be coming from the Dolphins, uh, Trey, tell me, uh, which Dolphins running back are you trusting most? Mostert looks uh, looks to be back. Uh, he looked yeah. like the best running back last game. I'm like, what the fuck? How does this happen? Every five games, he looks like the best back, right? So maybe it might not happen for four more weeks. Jeff Wilson, he is limited today with a hip. Um, so, yeah. Savon, right? Savon. Yeah, he, he looked pretty good when he had a chance. Uh, you know, you're going to – you know, I'm all in on Tyreek Hill and Waddle and then Mostert. You know, Mostert's always going to be third on this list for yeah. me just because what if Wilson plays? What if Wilson gets hot? If not, Mostert could actually play the whole game and get you four like he did the week before against the Chargers, you know. So, it, it, Mostert's a boomer bust guy in my opinion. Um, I understand if you play him, I wouldn't blame you. Um, this is at Miami, so not the war- horrible weather. Looks like it might be drizzling a little bit, but that's it. Um, yeah, that's about it for them. All right, P, uh, who's the Packers running back you like going into this nice little matchup? Um, I I hear Trey's point about Aaron Jones recently, but I kind of like or not Aaron Jones, but AJ Dillon recently. But I like a, I like a little bit of Aaron Jones due to the the passing and the expectation of them probably coming from behind. Jones has really, really had a good year catching the ball. Uh, another receiving touchdown last week. Always getting a high yards per carry. I definitely think it's going to be a usual 50-50 split. But without the weather hindering the offense, uh, old man Rodgers, you know, we know he's used to the playing in the cold. But it seems like these days, man, even his old old bones can't hold up in that cold weather. He didn't look too great on uh, on Monday night. So well, This is in Miami. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm going uh, a little bit more passing, a little bit less running than, than they've been doing. So it's a big game for him. I think Rodgers might show up and, uh, and try and uh, he's, he's talked about them trying to 
run the table again. You know, he always <laughs> looks ahead, looks at that schedule and thinks they can win a bunch in a row. So I think, uh, I think Rogers is a uh, better than usual play this week, maybe creeping into a top 10 play. Who, if you, if you had to pick one, who would you start asking for a friend Minshew or Rogers? Ooh, I go Rogers here just because of the shootout. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go Rogers as well, but those are kind of right in the same range, that 10 to 12 range. Yeah. All right, sorry about that, guys. Next game here. Oh, no, no, no. Excuse me. Before we move on, those wide receivers on the Packers, we do like Mr. Christian Watson, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lazard was on the field all game, but he didn't do much. I'm wondering, Romeo Dubs was barely on the field, but he got a lot of a lot of targets, five yeah. targets, five did catches. You hear, did you hear Rogers' comments after the game? Oh, yeah, always talking shit about anybody who can't run the right route every single play. So hmm. Yeah, basically said uh, Christian Watson had a wide-open touchdown and he didn't run the wrong, the right route. And he mm-hmm. basically goes, yeah, that's what happens when you don't run the right route. You don't get a you don't get the, the touchdown uh, you deserve. And Do- Dobbs was 5 for 5 on targets and catches and only yeah. 32% snaps. So if that, if that jumps up to 50 or 60%, um, that could bring Watson down, but the thing with Watson, he only needs one, you know, he needs one play and it's over. Uh, he's just, he's just a freak. So, uh, maybe that, uh, him calling him out, uh, he pays attention a little bit more between the ears and runs the right route and stays more, um, you know, on his P's and Q's and stays involved. All right, let's go to this last game here. A nice over under here of 46 points. Uh, the Chargers are traveling to play the Colts in Indianapolis in a dome. So nice weather. Uh, Chargers are four and a half point favorites here. But the Colts, uh, these are not uh, your Colts from earlier this year anymore. Uh, we've got Nick Foles at quarterback. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is out. So we've got what Zach Moss and Mr. Deion Jackson coming in at running back. Uh, does any can you start either Foles or Zach Moss P? Can you start either of those guys? Mm, I'm I'm not interested in either one in a yeah. uh, playoff scenario. No, yeah. Zach Moss to me looks like one of the lowest level talents at running back in the NFL. His <laughs> whole career is all about three or three or so a carry. Uh, basically, got thrown in as an add in on the uh, Naheem Hines trade. So. Uh, and Foles, um, man, yeah, uh, definitely. If you're going for a backup, you're looking at Minshew over Foles. I don't, I don't, you know, since he's, since he won the Super Bowl, it looks like the, uh, the fairy dust has, uh, has definitely evaporated off of old, old Westlake. He, he always seems to be good for just like one game. Yeah. <laughs> I could see, I could see this one because the, the Chargers defense is very, very favorable in the, the Monday night at home. Maybe the atmosphere gets a little hyped up. So, I like Deion Jackson. I think, you know, uh, coming from behind, we've got a GYG segment where I'll be talking about him a little more. All right, yeah, I like, Pitt. I yeah. like Pittman really only from the Colts. <laughs> Sad to you say. know, that's fair. Definitely. Uh, for yeah. DFS, yeah, hopefully he'll get the targets. Foles should try to pepper him. Uh, but on the other It'd side. He's much worse than Matt Ryan, right? And Pittman's no. actually been putting up decent numbers with uh, Matt Ryan. He's quarterback, t- he's receiver 20 on the year. So I would feel pretty decent with him than just hope Foles peppers him. I feel like Foles has a body frame like me. And for folks who've never seen my body frame, it is not an NFL body frame. And so I'm worried that Foles will, might not even complete the game, but we'll see. Uh, that Chargers D, man, was on fire last week. Uh, they, they're getting healthy and they're coming back strong. So, yeah, you might, you might be onto something. On the other side, though, Trey, who who you like better, Keenan Allen or Mike Williams? Oh, this one's so tough because they're 
pretty much equal to me. You know, you want, you want big plays, you want high floor. What do you want? You know, um, it's tough, man. It's really tough. And a a playoff type (laughs) and a playoff type, cause I'm a, I'm a risk taker. I like to go boom, but in a playoff atmosphere, I mean, dude, Keenan Allen hasn't got less than 12.6 the last four weeks. I mean, his floor is so damn high. Um, and, you know, Mike Williams could get you a six point, a seven pointer, you know, an eight pointer. Like it, it's just tough. So I would probably lean Keenan Allen, but I want to play Mike Williams. I want to play Mike Williams over him. P. Just uh, don't know have the balls. Don't have I think balls. I think we we all know we're going to start probably Mr. Eckler and, and our boy Mr. J- Mr. Herbert. Uh, anybody else on this Chargers team uh, that we did not mention and maybe consider here? I think we got it. Yeah, I'm, uh, Josh Palmer's days of being started are kind of uh, in the rear view. He's a uh, desperation wide receiver four-ish right now. And uh, I guess Everett is still, you know, he's one of those like bottom, bottom barrel tight ends. You're hoping for some touchdowns, which hasn't happened in a long time. Only two on the year. Last one was week four. But in this nice offense, he's getting six, eight, and six targets the last three weeks four, five, and five catches, uh, better in PPR because they're not really high-value catches. But, you know, it's t- it's nasty out at tight end. So if you've got him, he's probably your guy. All right. Let's go ahead and close out these matchups and get to our final segment, the GYG. Warning. Threat level GYG. Self-destruct sequence will initiate in 60 seconds. All personnel, please exit immediately. All right, gents, uh, we're going to go over the uh, get your guy for this weekend. At least these are guys outside Mm -hmm. of the uh, top 20 flex uh, that we hope can maybe finish in the top 10, possibly. Uh, But before we go in that, I just want to pitch for next week's episode. We will be having a family episode, the awards, the uh, end of season awards for playa playas. And of course, uh, producer Pat will be putting together all the nice uh, uh, music for that show, at least, though, too. He'll probably have some bow ties for us in studio, too, guys. So. <laughs> all right, let's get to this GYG. Uh, Trey, talk to us about your trending flex guy who you're hoping, hey, whether it be DFS, <laughs> waiver, whatever. You know, you, So you know. Uh, this was totally before I knew it was going to be t- negative 21 degrees. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, let me come to you really... last then. I'll come to you last. How about well, that? no, I got, I got, I'm going to, I got, I'm going to roll into my guy. I got a new okay. one. Uh, okay. So it was going to be Rashid Shahid, uh, undrafted guy out of, uh, and the only reason I'm saying this is because, you know, guys, save this guy in your back pocket for next week when the weather's not bad. But uh, yeah, no, he's quickly becoming the number two. And uh, the Saints, Dalton trust him. Dalton threw for, uh, what was it, 151 yards last week. He caught 95 and a touchdown off the 151. He's gone up from 13% snaps to 53 to 61 to 71. I imagine him he's going to be around 80 to 90 this week. If Olave misses, he's going to be even higher. So Olave didn't practice today. It's a sexy pick. You know, it's bad weather, but I can see them throwing a reverse to him, a little screen to him in the bad weather, and him just making people miss because he's got electric speed. He, He's, he's literally, you know, a Deion Jackson type, but I like how he catches ball in traffic. He's great. He's great at finally picking up how to route run and, and settle down in the zone. And Dalton and him are getting chemistry. Another guy was uh, Jawan Johnson from the same team. They're going to be highly owned if Alave's out. So those two, the guy that I would play on the reel is going to be Godwin because I am playing him. Uh, I just Goodwin. like the matchup. 
I said it again. Goddamn, mm-hmm. good one. So you have three uh, GYGs. All right, go ahead and close it up. Well, out. not the other two. Uh, the other two are for next <laughs> oh, week okay, when the weather's week. good. Good, uh, one good one's week. the one for this week. Chiefs, grid matchup. Uh, yeah. They can't run the ball. Walk, Walker's going to be hurt. That's it's going to be one. Pepper target to Metcalf, 15 targets. Good one's probably going to get 10. And uh, he's got he's got uh, Olympics, Olympian speed. He got a golden long jump. You know, this guy's for real. He's just never stayed healthy long enough. All right. P-Man, former Longhorn too, right, Trey? Yes, sir. P-Man, who is your, uh, your 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 guy for this week, and who are you going to get at least to hopefully put in? I've got a uh, Monday Night Football combo. Uh, one is uh, Deion Jackson. We just mentioned him uh, coming back. We're expecting the Colts to be uh, come from behind. Nick Foles, we uh, – I don't know, man. It's – it's very strange late in the year, the uh, the Vikings game, you know, the big, big lead for the Colts. I could kind of see them now that I'm thinking about it, you know, Nick Nick having some uh, some crazy, crazy put up a bunch of points and make the uh, the Chargers come from behind. Maybe I'm just wanting it to happen, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a tough week to find GYG, man. I, I went through all these matchups time and time again, and uh, – uh, the the fucking weather and and the injuries it's tough to really narrow in on a guy I like y'all's guy is probably a little bit better than mine but we'll see I think Zach Moss is uh, isn't worth you know more than ten carries and I think Deion Jackson hopefully will lead the team in carries and definitely lead the team in targets from the running back position but then uh, Mike Williams uh, coming back he had his big game two weeks ago with the uh, six catches hundred yards and a touchdown but that was only on sixty percent snaps. 90% last week, so he's finally getting into that full-time role again. Uh, only caught four of eight last week, but I think on any given week, you know, he's definitely, like Trey said, can get you that 20 points. And uh, I think the way that uh, the Colts defended Kirk Cousins, uh, K.J. Osborne, and Jefferson last week, it really gives uh, Mike Williams and also Keenan Allen owner, you know, a little bit of confidence heading into this Monday night matchup. All right. Both you guys coming with multiple players. I see you hedging your bets there. Mm-hmm. It's a smuggle. It's a classic smuggle. <laughs> you want one, we got two. All right, guys. I'll finish out with my guy here. I got one guy. This is Mr. J.K. Dobbins. For whatever reason, he's still a little deeper in that sort of flex, but I, I believe in him right now. He's averaging about 18 points a game the past two games. Like we mentioned earlier, he's averaging 14 carries a game, 120-plus yards a game. Uh, over eight and a half yards a carry, and that's only with one touchdown. So uh, if he can put up a touchdown this weekend, I think he's going to put up great numbers again. J.K. Dobbins, I like that comp. I forget which one of you guys said earlier, kind of like beast mode Marshawn Lynch. Because Yeah, uh, yeah that's what I said. Yeah, I mean, because that's, uh, that's how I view him. Like, he is a fucking beast. Put him in. Yeah, you know, you heard his comments when they they weren't letting him practice or play, and he's just fucking talking shit. He wants to play so bad, even even when he's hurt. You know, he wants it more than he wants it more than Dak wants it, right? We, we hyped up Dak wanting it. So uh, this guy, he's a dog, man, and you know that's what you want out of running back. He, he reminds me of uh, young Zeke, you know, just willing to fucking just car crash after car crash after car crash. Both Ohio State, right? And uh, yeah, yep. J.K. still doesn't have that many games under his belt, so yeah, he's hungry. Yeah, he's uh, he's. I traded him in Dynasty for Kamara to win this year because you know Kamara I thought was going to be more important this year, and I would uh, redo that trade real quick. <laughs> Let's just say that. All right, guys, uh, we're going to be doing the awards next week with the fam episode. Anything for the folks uh, before we get out of here today? 
Nah, I don't. I don't know. We're gonna talk to y'all before Christmas. So Merry Christmas to all you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening throughout the year. And uh, yeah, hopefully we got something uh, nice and tight for you next week when we're all in the in the, the room together. That those those tend to be our best episodes when we can really bounce off each other, see each other, and uh, let the drops fall and actually shut up and actually hear the sample. <laughs> and we got Saturday football, Sunday football, Christmas football, Monday oh, it's football. Be great. Yeah. yeah. No more World Cup, so it's all football. Good luck in these championships, these semifinals, and your DFS matchups out there in guillotine. Be careful oh, yeah. of DFS with this weather, guys. Like, really, really study the weather because that's uh, there's going to be some real good value here. Uh, if you can just, you know, like what I would try to do is on a on a low low uh, wind, but 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 snow or cold, uh, lean into those games. Uh, kind of be different, go against the grain, and just say fuck the snow, fuck the cold. As long as it's not wind, maybe lean into that game. Let's try to get some uh, some different angles. All right, we're out. Peace.